Hey everybody, and welcome back to Nerd to the Third, episode 13. Your stop for video games, movies, and nerd culture. We're bringing you the power of three with Nick, Nate, and you wouldn't want to do a sewing circle with her, Malificara. Yay! How you doing? So you are kind of the first official woman. We had my wife on, but it was like for a segment. It wasn't like a full thing. So you're like our first female guest. Com- congratulations. Yay. Now, I have to ask, should I call you Mal or Kara? Or maybe just Ifa? Uh, I'm cool with Mal. Okay. okay. That was so much worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, great to have you on, and we're going to get right into it with some grinding. Make sure to go to TX3 Productions on Twitter or ThreatX3 Productions on Facebook so you can follow us. And we'll also have links to our Discord in the description and on Twitter if you check a look at that. Um, It's still sharing, and we're still caring. It's the month of sharing. So if anybody shares it, you are entered in for the prize at the end of the month so go ahead and share the share the episode on your facebook or whatever your preferred platform of sharing is um i mean i guess i could start a reddit like are we even (coughs) technically a thing if we don't have a reddit reddit's overrated right i mean like if we fall down will somebody hear us um i get knocked down but i do but i get back up again (laughs) Never gotta kick me down. All right, so let's get started with It Came From the Interweb. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so It Came From the Interweb is where we get to talk about the interweb being itself. And nowadays, it seems like we just have way too many opportunities. Um, but we try to keep it nerd-related. And so if you follow me on Twitter, then you might already know what I'm going to be going towards. And that is the lovely old Kotaku. The evanescent Kotaku. The saints at Kotaku. Ah, uh, you did it. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Can we keep um, a Kotaku count for this episode? Kotaku count. Yes, that's one. <laughs> Um, so, I, I mean, I guess you really shouldn't be that surprised by this, but at the same time, it's the, it's the level of dipshittery that just really kind of boggles the mind sometimes. Kotaku puts out an article, one of their writers, so I don't want to say that the entire Kotaku is a big piece of bag, but, you know, <coughs> Maybe. Anyways, the article uh, reads basically that the way that the police are portrayed in Spider-Man are basically really bad. And even going down to um, going down to when there was a prison break, how all the prisoners are exactly the same. And so that's bad. (laughs) In a video game about superheroes so there's that um so let's get started with uh malificara uh did you happen to see this whole hullabaloo that was going on i heard about it um sort of through friends and just general discord discussion Mm -hmm. and 
because I try to stay away from getting things too political, especially in Discord, right. I I just kind of I avoided it because my initial reaction is always like, it's a video game. Yeah. It's a video game. And while that doesn't mean it's like an open court do whatever you want, it was like if they were setting out to be real and it was I you know, like I could see then being upset about the portrayal, but given that this wasn't like prison tycoon twenty eighteen, you know, build and fill your own prison complex like Build and fill your own prisoners. Yeah, it was like uh, (laughs) that seems to me like you you had to be looking for that, if that makes sense. Like with everything going else going on in the video game and everything else that you're doing in the video game, like that's what you picked up on, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like it really just kind of upset me because it's like here's a good game, I and it's spectacular some would say amazing or maybe even the ultimate but it's a really good game and people just had to find something about it something anything and so i mean the weirdest thing about is that they're complaining about the cops and how they're basically like they're too good they're like too um saintly i guess in a way but the very first scene, the very first thing that happened, or one of the very first things that happens, spoiler alert, is cops are corrupt and they're paid to kill Spider-Man. So he thinks that they're helping him, but they actually don't. And in so many instances, he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I better get out of here before the cops get here. Or, you know, I never know how they're going to react or whatever. There's, you know, those little quips that he does or whatever. And so it's like, I don't know. It's just out of all the things to go on, it's it's the cops, you know. And Nate, I mean, let's get to you now. What what did you think about it when you first saw it? Well, so the, the Kotaku one, I didn't actually see. I saw the Deadspin one, and the Deadspin one... Um, <laughs> uh, I read it and then I watched the the Philip DeFranco show for when he covered that and right. he right. had a great bit when he was talking about so you're telling he's he's talking about the guy in the article was basically saying uh that he himself could have possibly been grasping for straws, but he still wrote the article anyway. So <laughs> right, if right. you hadn't heard, which you probably should, the whole Deadspin article was that Spider-Man basically is a cop in the game. You is pretty much what the article said. Uh, oh, okay. And so Phil had a bit where he was like, you even yourself said you were grasping for straws. So here you go. And it had like a handful of straws and then dropped them. <laughs> and then he was like, we'll see the straws weren't even part of that. Cause he was making a joke about the whole political thing, which anyway, um, but the Deadspin <laughs> thing I thought was stupid in and of itself because like you, he literally had to go looking for that to mm-hmm. find that. And he even said in the article that he didn't even finish playing the game. Like he got through the first few hours of it, but that was his take was that Spider-Man was a cop. And oh. it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. It's the, the amount of just digging that you have to do. I mean, my first reaction to it, um, obviously, other than the dead spin thing, because obviously I kind of did the same thing. I watched the Philip DeFranco and, you know, I kind of had the same uh, 
reaction that Philip had, which was pretty much, it's a game. Like, what are you doing? But then Kotaku, like, I want to say a couple days later, comes out with the article talking about sort of the same thing. But, you know, I feel like, no no offense to Deadspin, but Kotaku's, like, reaching out to a lot more people. And so I unfortunately got Anthony kind of swept up into it because he he made a comment and I'm like, I agree with at Anthony Palm, but in a more passionate way. Why does everything have to be a problem? I want to do my part and make the world a better place through the way I treat others. But video games are a place to escape from reality. At Insomniac Games, didn't just ignore these these issues and because there is some kind of right-wing propaganda or love of cops. They want they wanted to create a world that we could be happy to return to day after day and forget about the world. Be the change that you want to see in the world. How is portraying cops as a as bad guys who only kill showing that change that they might want wish to see instead of skimming through every word of dialogue to find a problem let's unite under what makes us different and celebrate our community here's a motto that i always go by if you have to dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig to say one statement it's probably not worth saying right that's a good that's a good point you know and i mean there's uh there's one video I actually really like by Forge Labs. So um, look them up and look look up their discussion about this because he actually goes through the story and shows like all the instances where it's like here's the message that they're trying to make, but they're just not making it in such an obvious way. So that's why people are trying to get down on it. Like there's even um, a section of the game, spoiler alert, that has to deal with oppressionism and like the city starts getting oppressed. And so you start hearing people on J Jonah Jameson's radio or podcast or whatever he has talking about how they're scared and they don't feel safe. That's saying something against what they're bitching about. And yet like, just like the dead spin people, it's like, did you not get far enough into the game before you just started getting on your soapbox and yelling with your microphone? Like what happened? That's always what happens. They yeah. they want to make a statement now, no matter where they're at, and right. they'll make it, and then they'll probably feel like a dumbass later when they get to a point later on. It's like, oh, no, wait, never mind. I was wrong. It sounds yeah. to me like it's one of those cases where if you go, hey, this was a thoroughly enjoyable game, or you know, this was an average game, but I enjoyed it, that doesn't necessarily get the traffic that saying, <laughs> OMG, 111, so offended, ah is going to get you because at the end of the day if you dig for anything whether it's in a relationship whether it's in a Mm -hmm. friendship a video game if you go digging for something to be incensed by offended by to have an issue with the world is full of plenty of stuff that you're gonna find Mm -hmm. to be upset about yeah i totally agree and i think another thing that uh that I kind of found weird is that, you know, a lot of people want to compare this to Batman Arkham Asylum and like, well, or the Arkham series rather. And it's like, well, why didn't anybody care about Batman Arkham Asylum? Why is nobody complaining about that? Because in Batman Arkham Asylum, it's almost like cops are just worth. Oh, 
I just got it. <laughs> Did you get the joke, Nate? You didn't laugh, Nate. Yeah, well, it took me a second. I was like, because I had a feeling you're either sincere or you're like, oh, I actually got it. Sometimes your delivery, I just can't tell. Like, it's it's one of those that. Well, it's that good. I'm that good at my delivery. Boom. Shaka. But yes, yeah. I mean, like, the cops are worthless in Batman. So it's like, is that why people didn't complain? Because it's like, oh, thank you for the nice portrayal of cops. It's like, no. <laughs> We're so really basically, just happy to have a cool Batman game, and we're like, yeah, Batman. I, I could definitely say the same thing about um, Spider-Man, because having just this awesome... And, I mean, we haven't had a really good uh, Spider-Man game in a while. You know, you kept talking about uh, Shatter's Dimensions, but, like, the difference between that is that this is open world, and that's very, like, corridor-based. Well, uh, so I- here we have this big open world that we can be a part of, and yet... Those darn cops. Well, so there's two factors that go into this conversation as well that, that we're missing. One of them is the fact that Spider-Man is a as true to real life as we can get in terms of this hero in, in this world in the sense of it's New York City. And so true, it true. has that real life aspect. Whereas Gotham is obviously a fantasy city. Also... Time has a lot to do with it too. Back in 2009, is that when Arkham Asylum came out? Uh, back in sure. two, yeah, we'll say 2009. Back, back before in, the internet just well, back decided in to take a huge dump. <laughs> yeah, and that was, you know, nobody really cared about, I mean, people probably cared, but nobody was very vocal about caring about very minute things like that mm-hmm. in 2009 when that game came out. So uh, ba- uh, Batman Arkham, Ni- Arkham Asylum did come out in 2009. Okay. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I know. I just, I just it was going to bug me if I didn't find out. In in closing, I mean, I would like to hear from everybody else. Um, I was having a back and forth with one person from Twitter and talking about, you know, I should think about what a person who's basically oppressed, how would they feel about the cops being portrayed in this way? And I'm like, that's interesting. You know, I still don't necessarily agree with it, but it is like, it it is an interesting perspective. So, I mean, if you have a different one, I would definitely like to have a conversation as far as, you know, what makes it, what does make it a bad thing. Um, But I would like, I would like it if you at least played a really good chunk of the game first you know, because I feel like that it's the whole context matters uh, argument because it's like they're making this argument. But if they're not also bringing up other things, it's really easy to just, you know, tear down their arguments. Right. So but yeah, we would like to know what you guys are thinking. Um, so go to TX3 Productions or on our Discord. All right. Up next, it is the Weekly Grind. Alright, so Weekly Grind is where we talk about what have we been watching, what have we been playing, what have we been binging on TV. So, Miss Malafakara, Mal, Mali, what have you been up to? Well, uh, let's see. So, the fun stuff. Um, I currently don't have a desk or anything, so I sit in the corner of my bed with an end table at the front of it and a TV across the way and the dresser. So, even when I'm gaming, like, Netflix and my Xbox is my cable plan. Mm-hmm. So I have been binge watching like the dregs of Netflix. 
I'm like, is it a series? Does it have like three seasons? Okay, put it on. So like, (laughs) I've watched so much criminal stuff. I think now I'm actually into like the heavy wrecker Canadian style like rescue vehicle (laughs) shows. Um, Hey, you got stuck in a ditch there, did you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The other night, though, uh, Netflix now has a live action, uh, like two hour movie of Bleach. Okay. I apologize. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, I was going to preface it by saying that, like, I, while being a Bleach fan, when I got into subsequent seasons that weren't as much about Soul Society, I stopped watching. So before oh, yeah. anyone flames me for telling me how horrible the movie was, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Because having been oh, yeah. years since I watched the first series, the movie itself like perfectly encapsulates um, sort of, I would say, about like the first quarter of the first season. So, like, oh, okay, the characters cool. are there, the effects aren't over the top, but they, like, actually serve the movie well. Like, the way the dad acts, he acts the same way in the live action that he does in the anime, which is being this, like, overly hyped dude bro that's really weird to see, like, as a father character. Um, <laughs> so, that made me, like, extremely happy to find. Like, I was like, what? And it's actually done well, like, just... If you knew nothing about Bleach, you can watch the movie and go, oh, that was a pretty damn good movie. I like that. Uh, what did you think about the uh, uh, Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist? I started to get into it. I, however, never finished it. What I did see of it, though, I liked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I ask because they also had a live action version of that. Oh, I haven't seen the live action of that. I did watch their uh, production of Castlevania, though, which oh, yeah, right, I thought was right. amazing. Like, it was so yeah. adult. Like, some of the writing on that, I was like, oh, snap! That's really awesome! Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad we're going to be getting, I want to say, eight episodes this time, so they're doubling it. Like, that was the biggest problem, which is, you know, a good thing, but that was the biggest problem is that we just didn't get enough of it, you know? Yeah, you're uh, just yeah, getting full- into it, and you're like, I want to see more. Yeah, like, uh, that's kind of what I'm grasping at is like, oh, okay, I've seen, like, Full Metal Alchemist, so I'm wondering if you did too, so that, like, if it's the same quality or if it's better than that, because, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like I watched a good chunk of Full Metal Alchemist, but I didn't get all the way through, and then the movie came out, and it's like, I remember all these scenes, you know, obviously it was spread out, and just like I'm assuming Bleach would be, is that there's a lot of, when you watch a season, obviously, there's a lot of, like, filler episodes where it's like here's just the side story and you know it kind of changes the you know dynamic of the characters but at the same time they really just put it in because like maybe they wanted 20 episodes right and i feel like it did a really good job of just like you know here's the cliff notes version but still didn't make it feel rushed would you would you say that's about the same absolutely 
Yeah. Okay. It, cool, it cool. established like all the main characters. You understood what Soul Society was. You understood mm-hmm. what was going on between Ichigo and the Shinigami, and so you like saw the character. You're like, yeah, I know what's going on. Like the Zanpop Toe mm-hmm. was in there, and it you know had the same oomph in the live action way that it did in its anime form. Because obviously, two different art forms, you can show things in a different way. Um, Ichigo's weapon is obviously slightly different stylistically but it mm-hmm. still fit it's like it looks like a katana but it's like obviously um like wider and longer and everything it's not kind of just the the um like big butcher knife kind of look that he has in the anime so but everything that you would expect to be there that is like for me that hooked me is there without necessarily the stuff that are like you said are in some anime where it's just kind of development it's the side story and they're going to the park Mm -hmm. for the day like you're like (laughs) right this doesn't really move the story forward i like it because i like the characters like this really sticks to what soul society is what the shinigami are how ichigo Mm -hmm. develops so like even just as a movie if you knew nothing about the anime or even that there was an anime you could sit down and watch it go that was a really good movie. I like that. Good, yeah. All right. It's a tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Um, Beauty subs and dubs. the Beast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, subs or dubs? Malachi? Are you asking me? No, Malachi. Oh, subs. Oh. I was like, what? Subs? Yeah? yeah. Subs or dubs, Nate? Uh, depends. Some I like subs. Uh, others I like dubs. Yeah, like I'm I grew up on Dragon Ball Z, so that's yeah. Dub, see, I'm that's a dub. dub for that me. right there is the main reason I'm a dub, is because like I I like when it is that action packed, it's like I don't really mind if the you know mouths aren't moving completely in sync with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Although there are some exceptions, like I watched the original Old Boy. I was like, okay, I'm glad I I put up with the subs, you know, because like I'm not super good at reading, so you know sometimes I don't like having to read my movie. It's like, hey, they're supposed to be moving picture. Um, <laughs> so in in most in most circumstances, I don't like reading my movies. But there's a couple of exceptions that I've made. Old Boy was one of them. Uh, I want to say it was like the ravenous. It was actually a French zombie movie kind of. So I want to say, but it was so freaking good, you know, but I think it was more the movie that pulled me in rather than, you know, if it would have been a bad movie, this, you know, whether or not it was subbed or dubbed wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. Anything else you've been doing? Um, the new expansion for World of Warcraft. I've That's been... still out there? It still is. I've been getting ready for <laughs> uh, mythic raiding and whatnot. So it was great. We had just moved into our new apartment and the expansion dropped. And I was like, I have Wi-Fi here. I'm totally stealing that. So my <laughs> desk was like two boxes and me sitting on the floor and not really realizing that age was going to come into play. Like, I thought, I could totally sit here and binge for 16 hours, take a nap, get back up. And then I'd go to move, and I'm like, oh! 
Oh man, that oh, that no. that thing, that yeah. thing that happens to you when you get older. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. It, it was not fun. So I've been doing that, and also now that we have a place and I'm back online, there's of course Fortnite, and those are sort of my big two things at the moment. Yeah. Lots yeah. of Netflix and shooting things in the dick. Shooting thing, yeah. Right in it, dick. Well, I'm glad we don't have to censor ourselves around you. <laughs> nah. Nah, nah, sorry. Sorry. All right. Mr. Nate, what have you been doing? Well, so the main thing that I did was um, my wife and I went out on a date the other day to go see a Ooh, simple. Do you love her? Did you touch her boobs? Oh, man, did you? I actually did like five minutes ago. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, so, son. Well, so what I was actually going to say <laughs> was uh, we went to see a movie called A Simple Favor, and um, I'm actually going to throw a curveball, and I was going to have her give her opinion on it just because oh, really? it kind of surprised both of us. So what did you think about it? Well, first off, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, so this is my wife, Chelsea, everybody. <laughs> I just, wanted to, I just wanted to put her on the spot and f*** with her. Hi, everyone. Hi, Chelsea. <laughs> um, so, well, so was the movie what you expected <clears throat> is my main question. Well, my expectations were walking in were confused from the beginning because the day before we went to see the movie, someone had posted on Facebook and was like, oh, my God, this movie is hilarious. So we're walking into it confused as all get out because we're looking for a thriller because that's what we're into. And we sit down, and within, what, 10 minutes of the movie, you realize exactly what she was talking about. So, um, I definitely give it, like, a 9 out of 10. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So, that, that's the reason why I wanted her to talk about it, is because when the trailer came out for this movie, it looked like Gone Girl. Like, it looked okay. identical in the sense of, like, oh, this is the pace of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so... I I kind of was more surprised than I thought I would be, but I figured I kind of really wanted to know <laughs> what your take was on it. Do you think it was very similar to Gone Girl, just with more comedy? Or I mean, yeah, I get that feel. Um, but I think that Gone Girl was way more intense. Mm-hmm. So way uh... more intense and way more fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, Blake Lively making out with Anna Kendrick was pretty fun. Oh, whoa. Spoiler! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was going to enjoy that, and then you just moist. took it from me. <laughs> oh, God, don't say moist like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, do you, you liked it, though. You definitely oh, recommend yeah. it to someone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, I definitely recommend it. You're it, definitely it. the more critical person out of me and mm-hmm. you, so that's why I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I that. did. No, well, no. You're the one that walked out of Batman vs. Superman and was like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that is true. It was pretty shitty, but... <laughs> I fell asleep like four times during that movie, and that's... Maybe I mean, get some sleep, damn it. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say that that's not me, but it is me, but it was that... I don't go to a movie theater and fall asleep. I've developed on our first date. <laughs> kind of a reputation doing that too. The last Die Hard that came out, I fell asleep for the key action sequence, woke up at the very end. And the other night we were watching Black Panther, fell asleep exactly as the fighting started. 
uh-huh. woke back up like right at the resolution of that and was like so what happened and my partner's looking at me like how do you do that like how do you fall asleep at like the most action-packed part of it i'm like i don't know what to tell him i never freeze <laughs> so yeah that was that, that was a curveball for sure but i the reason why i wanted her to talk about it is because um I'm pretty easy easy going when it comes to movies unless it's a really obscure Tyler Perry drama movie and I really oh, don't God. care for it. But um the movie was really 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 good and mm-hmm. that whole thing wasn't super spoiler but um well I want a spoiler. What is the simple favor? To pick up her kid. Oh. So basically what the movie's about, because I didn't actually say that by any means, is uh, Anna Kendrick's this like, you know, your typical like super mom, like she has this blog where she cooks like, you know, does like, like uh, life hack kind of things. Mm-hmm. And she meets this woman, Blake Lively, uh, because they're fr- her, their sons are friends. And Would she's you say like, she's a very lively person? No, in this one she acts kind of dead. Damn it. Like she acts like she's dead inside. Like unlively. Yeah. It's the soccer mom on Vicodin thing. Oh yeah. I think that's partially what it is. But, uh, so the simple favor is she calls her one day. It's like, Hey, can you pick up you know my kid from school? And then she disappears for four days. Oh God. And so With the kid, no, 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 no. Anna Kendrick oh. picks up the kid, but the mom disappears for like four days. Oh, and so geez. her being super mom, goes and investigates and try to figure out where she's at. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, okay. But it's very, very interesting. Um, also, I really just kind of wanted to mess with my wife and put her on the spot. And, uh, <laughs> She'll get you back later, don't worry. Oh, she already she's did. She's got a very thick accent. I love it. Oh, she does? I don't hear it. Oh, she has. You, well, yeah, you're so used to it, but it, it, it's very like, uh, mother may I? Mother may I? <laughs> okay. But the I mean thing... that in a good way. I really like it. Okay. Uh, it's I'll like tell if you... we had somebody on the show that was like seriously like uh like thick Irish accent and came in on here like, hey, how's it going? I we like playing Vitya games. I'll, like, uh, I'll I would love you, that. <laughs> I'll tell you a minute in a bad way. Um so <laughs> um another thing <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it. Uh the other thing I've been watching is more of that Paradise PD show I told you about. Oh God! So I I I stopped after a while, and it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just like other crap coming up. But so how I many episodes? S- Go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I saw it on there, but the art style kind of reminded me of Archer. So I just assumed it was gonna be like Archer. Archer, really? No, and I didn't want to cheat on Archer. It's, it's more like See, Archer is much more realistic looking, whereas that is a lot more like. Uh, uh, Brickleberry is like the one it reminds oh, okay. me of. So Paradise PD is about a, a police department in this very in small Paradise. town in Paradise <laughs> who you have a very old, very old, old, old man uh, who is senile. You have a drug sniffing oh, right, dog yeah. who does drugs. Um, you have a very angry uh, female cop who literally will like shove things up dudes' asses, up criminals' asses, like... As I like, like her. Come here. It's it's <laughs> it's so messed up, but it's also yeah. super funny. So, how many episodes did you get into before I say what I'm about to say? Uh, well, like, I'm not worried about spoilers for that matter. But well, I'm just uh, wondering if you just saw for this. the. Uh, I'd say five, six episodes, maybe something like that. Okay, did you see the one when they did the Sesame Street bit? 
when they uh, I don't think so. Okay, so you know the redneck characters, the the one with oh, the, God, yeah. the hat yeah. and then the cross-eyed one. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is the beginning of one of the episodes. Uh they go up to they're doing this arms deal thing and there's this like Italian-looking guy in a purple jumpsuit uh and he's like <laughs> redneck goes, "Hey, how come you look like that failure from the from Sesame Street? You know that vampire?" And the guy's like, it pans oh, over I- to him. <laughs> he looks one one AK. Oh. <laughs> he looks exactly like he looks exactly like him. And he was like, "I don't know what you mean." He's like, "All right, now let's get let's get started." He's like, "I have one gun, and then I have two, one, two. And the redneck goes, "You even sound like him." He's like, "No, I just like to count." <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one. But and then there's another one where they spend a million dollars to get this Tesla-like kit, Knight Rider car, and have uh, oh. have the son drive it so he looks cooler, and then he ends up uh, falling in love and having sex with the car. I mean, the show <laughs> is just super off the wall obscure. Yes, yeah, I, I remember that one too. Oh wait. I am a total blonde. I have, in fact, watched that because as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, "Oh, I remember that." Yep. Yeah, like the first scene of the first scene of the show is, the and the car becomes the like all obsessive over him, and yeah, yeah, yep. shoots his dad in the nuts when he's a kid. Yes. Yep. Okay, yep. I watched it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I yeah, called my partner, it. and I was like, "You have to see this." He's like, "This is so fucked up." I'm like, "I know. It's fantastic." <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I I I like it. It's just like, um, you know, I made the comparison before, and it's like it still sticks. It's like it's it's fucked up for the sake of being fucked up. Yeah, and it's like that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like sometimes I don't feel like that. Yeah, I but get BoJack that. just came out, and I started watching it, and it's like ah, that brings me back. That brings me back. Have you started BoJack yet? No, but I did see an interesting article the other day that was like BoJack Horseman's the perfect show to talk about mental illness or to to yes. something like that, and so that yeah. kind of got me really interested. Yeah, there's that whole episode where they go from the mom's perspective, and yeah, that's still probably one of my favorite favorite episodes like of all time because it's like they really portrayed it in such a way that it's like that that right there is has to be very similar to what a, like i'm almost wondering did they do a really extensive like interview with somebody with alzheimer's because it's like it was just like wow like mm-hmm. very very profound yeah i i want to check it out but it's one of those the same thing with you in paradise is there's so much stuff on netflix that i just mm-hmm. never get around to it right all right anything else you've been doing mm, well no no that's it uh, well, I, I I don't have Spider Man yet. Uh, I've been having yeah. still having to pay for that five hundred dollar ticket I got. So um, good I've been job. speeding while eating. You know, it was it, was in, a, it was in a construction zone, and I missed what the sign was. Anyway, oh, um, I've been having this thing sucks. where I've been pretty gaming agnostic. I guess just in the sense oh, yeah. that I can't decide what to play. And yeah. so I'll go from playing a couple matches of like Titanfall and then I'll be like, I'm going to play some Horizon and then I'll play some Horizon. And I'm like, well, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to play something else. And like nothing's sticking right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what would be sticking? Spider-Man. <laughs> you could have went a different way and I almost yeah, wish I you would have, but I, I understand why. 
Okay, no, no, no. That was okay. I'm that having one a milkshake. Like, Jesus. <laughs> well, see, I thought you were shooting webs. Yes, yes, that's mm, yes, that's what I was doing. Obviously. <laughs> no, like uh, we won't get super into it because we were actually thinking about having a bonus episode just for Spider-Man, um, which of course everybody else has done at this point. But you know, we're we're regular people, so we have to actually buy the game and we're know, hacks play it and stuff. So um, yes, we are. We are total hacks. Um, but yeah, I, 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 pretty much everything everybody's been saying is pretty true. The swinging is just the best part about the game it feels so great and it's so good because actually while watching the ep the episode oh my god while watching the uh preview like the e3 preview he's doing the whole prison escape and there's several parts where it almost looks like his web was just going straight up and i'm like there's nothing there oh man it's gonna be one of those kind of swinging games but no thankfully the actual game itself is very much you have to be next to a building and the web actually connects to it or whatever and and so like if you're above everything then what you have to kind of do to keep going is uh you do like l2 r2 and it zips you towards something and then you press x right as you hit it and that kind of launches you and the momentum of it is just absolutely great and uh, i mean there are so many times so many times because i've been trying to do plenty of the backpacks but i've also been trying to do the um the story because right now i'm just renting it so i've been trying to do a lot of the story but there's so many instances where i'm having so much fun swinging around i completely overshoot my objective <laughs> and i'm like oh god it's back that way <laughs> and it's just because it's just oh my god it's so exhilarating and i mean it's really easy to be like oh well i've played this before if you've ever played a another you know spider-man open world game but it's like i don't know if they've ever just gotten the swinging so perfectly the momentum how it feels the way he flips around and does stuff it's just it's the best part about the game only very very close second is the combat because you just feel like spider-man arkham series was very much about feeling like you're batman you have all your gadgets and everything and this is you know i i don't like to compare it to it because you know it is very different but in the way this is the arkham of spider-man it just you feel like spider-man all of the combos all of the finisher moves everything about just feels like spider-man you know and even the down to the way he has his quips while he's beating the crap out of villains or even you know just thugs or whatever all his quips everything the the story so far i like where it is like you're working with Otto octavius so he hasn't become you know doc ock um you've broken up with mj but they're being very um wishy-washy about why you guys broke up because there's even a part where she's like do you remember why we broke up and i'm like ooh, 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 ooh. and then sirens go by and she's like ah saved by the sirens and i'm like ah you bastards <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you um the swinging is it is it button mapped to the triggers yes okay so that so like, like so it's like R2. left trigger right 
uh, R2 is basically your swinging mechanic. But what I also like about it is that that's also if you're on the floor, that's how you sprint. So it's basically just the the traversal button because just like running on the floor or if you go up against a wall, if you're just holding down R2 and you're up against the wall, that's how you, you know, wall run. And it just, yeah, it feels very intuitive. Because I remember that the Amazing Spider-Man game um, had where uh, I remember when it came out, the swinging was super interesting because the triggers were basically your left hand and your right hand. Oh, I do remember that. And vaguely. so that's why I was asking. Uh, I was curious about how uh, how that was. Uh, so for me with Spider-Man, I'm I'm 100. I know I'm going to enjoy it, but I, I think I'm going to enjoy it first round more than I did God of War because, like I've said before. Um, I had a thing with God of War where it was being hyped up so much at launch, even though I yeah. bought it at launch, I didn't finish it till months later. Yeah. Um, so I've already kind of seen a few people say, you know, I've seen people say, this is my game of the year. This is great. But I've also seen people say, I love this game, but it's not a contender for me for game of the year, you know, just because of certain things. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, that kind of sets my expectations to a point where I don't think I'll be hoping for too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I'd have to be with the second person. It's an absolutely phenomenal game. I don't know if it is game of the year, but I'd have to say it's the game of the year just as much as, like, Horizon would have been. Okay. So because I f- so would you say that God of War is in a league of its own? Yeah. I mean, okay. just with the way the story is and everything. And I feel like... And I feel like not to bag on Spider-Man, obviously, because I love it so much, but you have played Spider-Man before. And right. I feel like the number one reason why God of War is in a league of its own is because you've played God of War, but they reinvented it so good that it doesn't feel like the same God of War. Okay. And not that this necessarily, because like I said, they nailed the swinging, um, but you've also swung around before. Just because they perfected the swinging doesn't mean that it feels different. you know. And I'd, I'd say some people probably would argue differently, but that's just what I mean, is the fact that you know I have played a game where it's an open world Spider-Man and I'm swinging around. I've played that before. Um, just because they happen to perfect that down to just the, you know, the most minute feeling of it. They definitely perfected it, but it does feel similar. So God of War is definitely above it just for that reason that it feels so different. And not only that, but the the focus on the story. This story is also super good and I can't wait to see where it goes. But it's yeah, it's just different, you know. Well, that's good it's to know good. for me to not compare compare them in yes. that sense. Um, but, you, well, know. I, you know, I would even say that God of War, the besides the fact of it being a like a, I guess soft reboot or continuation for the gameplay itself. Yeah, yeah. Apart, just God of War aside, not not it being a franchise. I feel like God of War is a testament to what games can be. Like God of War yeah. as a game is next level we need to see more of this. Like if we don't see that from the last of us part two, that's going to be a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could definitely agree with that. Um, I do have to say that like, as far as like open worlds go, this is definitely like, um, this is definitely really good as far as open worlds and kind of like when breath of the wild came out and everybody couldn't shut the hell up about it, you know, 
it's kind of the same thing where now I feel like it's it's doing certain things that make you actually want to do side objectives. Like for instance, to get certain um to get certain upgrades, you have to have like crime tokens. So that means you have to go and, you know, stop a crime. There's certain certain location tokens, which means you go to like the Empire State Building and take a picture of it. Um and then there's like science tokens. So there's all these different type of tokens, which normally in a normal open world game, you would just go and do these things for maybe a little bit of XP. And that was really it. But in this game, you actually have to have the token to do certain upgrades. So now those things that I used to do just for the fun of it actually play a really good gameplay factor into it. And so that makes it just even better. I've I've heard the drip feed was really good on uh, oh, yeah. on the open world. Yeah, give me some of that H and just drip it, drip, drip, drip. So, See, yeah, really good. Having not played it, but hearing about it from you, what it does is it gives me hope for developers actually paying attention to the character. Like I've had the debate with friends and stuff, Hell like yeah. DC versus Marvel. Like I connect with Marvel more because I feel like. They're real people with flaws and perks and you can identify with them more. And it's more about like that person than an archetype sort of figure. And I think what I've seen in a lot of the character based games or even like the the team sort of based games is it's yeah, comics, uh, rah, 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 use your powers and less about like taking the time it's spider-man so yeah you need to have that swinging mechanic down because mm. that's at the core of that character so if you Definitely. you nail that stuff it feels like you are superman and or sorry ah, spider-man and <laughs> like not that's superman, you know. what you want to experience and then if you have a really good open world it makes it that much better so hopefully they're finally paying attention to that that hey people like these characters for more than just like the shiny aspects to them like people really identify with some of these characters so if you take the time to do them right and really make them living people that people can play it's going to pay off for you yeah and i mean now that you bring it up i'd say one of the things that i think is the best about the game is i actually didn't expect to play as peter parker as much as i do and adding in that like that is what makes spider-man so interesting because it's Mm -hmm. not just here's this super rich guy who you know dresses up no he has rent and it's overdue he has a job that he's always late to he has relationships that are affected by the fact that he has to go and stop crime and playing as peter parker down on the ground going into different buildings as him you know doing science stuff you know like there's a whole kind of mini game thing that you do for auto octavius and it's a way to get xp but it also just shows you his ingenuity and everything and showing me as peter parker even makes me feel more like spider-man because that is spider-man yeah that's your duality struggle 
yeah, it's 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 his struggle to be Spider-Man, but also somehow try to make his own life. And that struggle has always been, you know, front and center in most, you know, Spider-Man comics. So for them to get that right and just nail it, it's just it's just one more layer to love about it. So I was supposed to not go that into it, but it's so hard not to. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to barrel forward into my next subject, which is Blackout the Beta. I don't usually like to, you know, talk about it in one episode and then talk about it the next episode because we talked about the Blackout trailer, I want to say, last time. So, you know, but now I've tried out the beta and, and... Let's just say I really liked it. I really, really liked it for like a day. And then it's like, it's kind of like with Battlefield, actually, um, in the sense that it's like, I can't play this by myself. Like, I'm not good at these type of games. So, like, the same thing will happen or the same thing did happen when I started playing Fortnite. And, you know, since I'm, you know, a lowly you know, console peasant, that's, that was my first experience with a a battle Royale genre. And so I played it. I was like, Oh, this is super awesome. But then I realized just like, I'm not that great at it, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I had to play it with people and I couldn't play it with people because, you know, schedule and life and all that. And then I tried H1Z1. H1Z1 was the exact same. I'd say I'd actually like H1Z1 just a little bit more for just little minor reasons. But then the same thing, I just, I couldn't play it by myself because I'm just not that great and then this one comes along it is i'd say out of all the battle royales that i have played which is the two i just mentioned it is my favorite it is just the best and it's for the exact same reason that i like the trailer so much and it's the fact that there's all these locations that i know and love from the black ops universe you know, you have the asylum, you have the lighthouse, you have Nuketown Island. Now, one of the coolest thing about Nuketown Island is that there is always this um, theory online that you could get into the shelter in Nuketown Zombies. And so there are people theorizing about it because, you know, every like five rounds, I want to say you could hear someone's voice inside the shelter. So people were trying to, you know, hypothesize, okay, how do we get down there? Well, they've made it in in Blackout. They've not only did they make just like it's not just a little, you know, little room that you can go down to. It's this whole like underground community, you know, and I just imagine like the the final circle going down into there and you like finding a place in there and there being like a firefight. And it's just like it's so freaking awesome. Everything about it. I want I want to continue to play. And like, I I will say this right now, like if, if we as a group, you know, thread X three, if we as a group agree to like buy it together and play it together, I could mainline this. I could 100% mainline this, not even like zombies mode, which is what I usually play a Treyarch call of duty for. Like I could just mainline this if I play with my friends and we're just having fun and we're crashing the cargo truck or we're you know jumping out of a helicopter and stuff i i i could do this all day that's mighty praise yeah i mean and the only yeah the only 
the only diss that I have on it is the fact that I'm just not that great at it. I got down to the final two, which is like really good. And so I kind of beat myself up because it was more my fault than, than just me being bad or whatever. But like, yeah, my, my biggest qualm with it is the fact that I just, I can't really do it by myself. I'm not in the, in this particular case, because there's they have quads, you know, four players or whatever. It's just like, that's the way to do it. You know, goof around with friends or whatever. You know, I'm no ninja, so I can't just, like, absolute dominate. So if I'm not going to dominate, I'd rather just have fun with it. And so the only real way for me to have fun with it is to do it with friends. And so that, that would be my main thing about it. Yeah, so, so to what you said, what you're saying, Mal, as far as praise goes... The consensus on this beta has been people saying, I see more people being in these lobbies than the main multiplayer lobbies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that is kind of one thing I do like about Black Ops. And I'm almost thinking that's like one of the main reasons I'm going to get. I want it to be a day one purchase for me. Um, And the thing is that like if I do get pissed off at blackout i can just go try out some multiplayer if i don't want to try multiplayer i can do zombies zombies for treyarch is zombies everybody else is just a bunch of posers trying to do a zombie mode whereas treyarch is zombies period everybody yeah it's just it's just they created it they perfected it everybody else like all the other zombie modes are just so bland and like i haven't tried out like the world war ii zombies so like i can't really speak on that but even just the look of it is like well that's zombies that's treyarch zombies but now it's in a different world that's that's the only thing that's different and so i am excited for zombies and it's really nice to have that kind of option you know and i'm not one of those people who are like oh well it doesn't have a single player it's like i'm okay with that because it's like my main when i had uh black ops 3 when i had black ops 2 you know even black ops obviously i mained um zombies that was the main thing i like to do because you know it was just fun now to have this whole nother mode where i could i could main either one if i'm just not in the mood to get killed over and over again go to zombies and have fun there well, like, see, yeah. for for me in shooters, I know I'm trash. Like, and I'm okay right. with that. Like, with BR and Fortnite, I never got into it until they put in 50v50. And I would play with my partner and one of his friends, and his friend is such a sweetheart, he made it his goal to just watch my ass. So Aww. I would walk around and be complete trash. Like, I've gotten two kills. And I'm like, yeah, I did it! And I just have his buddy, like, watching my back. But together, we play and we have fun. Like, so for me, I will play a shooter. I will do BR if I have the people to play with. Because for me, it's not so much I want to climb that ladder and dominate and, oh, shit on your mother. Like, I just want to play (laughs) with my friends and do the stupid stuff that I know we're going to do. Like, I'm going to fall off buildings. I, If there's friendly fire, I will probably kill you. Like, I will shoot you in the back of the head on accident. Like, I know these things are going to happen, but we're making the memories with it. And and that's where the feelings are. Yeah, so, like, I'm pretty competent in... Like, I'm fairly competent in, like, Call of Duty and most shooters and things like that. As far as Battle Royale, the most competent I've been in has been Fortnite. Right. Um, I've gotten I've gotten a couple 
victory royales, and then I've been able to make it pretty far for a few rounds. Blackout, the farthest I got was probably four, top four. Yeah. But it's definitely the same thing kind of with PUBG versus Fortnite. They're two completely different kind of battle royales. Yes. So I'm, I'm the yeah. same way with you, Dick. I feel... Like I feel more nervous when I'm playing Blackout because I'm like, ooh, I'm playing by myself. Like, there's I don't know this map as well. Ah, uh, you know, it's 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 getting the getting into it. But um, I can see myself playing it more with squads than solo. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I mean I will make that promise right here right now. If you get it, if T Foles get it, if Coach get it, like if we have our four, I will totally buy it. Like I'll buy it day one. We all get on it. We'll I'm buying some- it day one regardless. <laughs> I've yeah? already said okay. that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm making it. I'm making it a, a sweeping declaration. We're buying it. We're playing it. It's gonna be freaking awesome. I will follow you guys and be a cheerleader. I will Woo-hoo! check on the progress. I'll be like, woo. Uh, well, I don't know. Crossplay from PC to PlayStation Four is a thing. I don't know if it's the uh, it's going to be a thing for Blackout, but you know, we we might actually be able to play with each other. Whoa, whoa! Uh, we barely know each other. What PS4 and crossplay? <laughs> what? What? I know, right? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all we've been doing. So, if you guys, what have you been doing? You can let us know in our Discord or at TX3 Productions or Threat X3 Productions on Facebook. Up next is our Comic Book Book Club. So this week's comic book book club in honor of Spider-Man was uh, The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2 and Volume 3 because um, it was the Spider-Verse or whatever. And so uh, I want to say out of out of all of us, Nate, you probably read the most. Yeah, I did. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and Mal, Mal, did you did you get to it or? No. No, that's that's totally fine. I didn't get as much as I wanted to. I think I I think I just I made the goal too big and made it volume two and three. And so it's like, well, that and um, if you're in the discord or whatever, you probably know that I am a bus driver. So I've actually just finished my driving portion of the training. And so now I just have to take the test to become a CDL driver. Um, and so for the last two weeks, I've been going nine and a half hours cause I have like a AM shift that goes for about two, two and a half and a PM shift that goes for two and a half, two and three quarters of an hour. And so in between I'd go and drive for four hours. Um, and so like getting home after such a long day in like a hot bus, because you know, it's still in the eighties and nineties here in, in Boise so after a really long day it's like the first thing on my mind isn't like you know like let me do something it's like not only that but especially last week i was fighting back you know a cold or a fever or something like that and friday friday was the funnest because i only needed i only needed six more hours so like i said before i was doing four in between my shifts so it's like instead of coming back on like saturday so that i can get my hours let's just do it after my p.m shift so it wasn't until my after my p.m shift he's like you know hey when you how long you been here And i was like oh six o'clock and i'm like oh my god i'm having a 12 hour day today 
Ugh. It was mm-hmm. it was bad. So that was a really, 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 really long winded way of saying boo hoo me. I didn't get as much as I wanted done. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I did read, I absolutely loved. And it's like it, it's like, why don't you start it off, Nate? Because, yeah, you are the person who's read more. So I think the consensus with uh, those of us who, who read it uh, is it's kind of <clears> confusing now. <laughs> just kidding it's it's kind of confusing um yeah. jumping right into it um but but what i think the reason why that is is because uh at first it doesn't really give you a main story arc in the beginning it gives True. you bits and pieces of different things that are going on yeah to see like i, I want to say it was mary jane i don't know if it was mary jane or whatever but all of a sudden she puts a bunch of webs over her as her costume and then just goes out the door and i'm like wait She's Spider-Man? No, that's and not then, Mary like, Jane. It's not? Who is it? That's Cindy Moon, also Cindy known as Moon. Silk. Oh. I feel really weird. So I, I I haven't read a Spider-Man comic since the Ultimate series back in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Ultimate Spider-Man run was one of my favorites. Um, but I do know a pretty, pretty good amount of the lore that's been over the past few years in the comics and the different stories so <clears throat> what's cool about spider-verse the the volume two the one we read um is at the beginning of the book it go on sorry i was getting a cookie yeah <laughs> <laughs> now that they're hot out of the oven they're hot out of the oven Thank you, <laughs> Okay, so what's cool about Spider-Verse is it, in the beginning of the book, has this character that is like, wait, what are you, like, this bad, evil character who just sucks the soul out of the Spider-Man in this Victorian, or this, you know, old English era. Yeah, he was like Shakespeare, and he was trying to do Shakespeare. Shakespearean era, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, what's going on? And then it immediately jumps to present day, and, you know, tells a story. What's going on? It has the new Miss Marvel in it. And I'm just kind of like, what is going on? Yeah. Sort of towards the middle of the book. Um, and then for the rest of it on, it has the same storyline. And so basically, I'll go ahead and, and spoil it if that's okay. Yeah, uh, that's fine. <laughs> so basically, uh, there is a run of Spider-Man called The Superior Spider-Man. And it kind of gives a synopsis of it not at the, the beginning. Not the spectacular? No. Not, not the amazing? All those, but this one's The Superior Oh, okay. It kind of gives a synopsis in the beginning, like after you get towards a towards a couple pages, it tells what's going on. But basically, in the Superior Spider-Man, Otto Octavius, um, basically switches. I think it was to save Peter's life. I'm not sure, but he switches minds and becomes Peter Parker. Oh, jeez. So it's Otto Octavius's mind and Peter Parker. Oh, God, okay. And so he becomes Spider-Man and is Spider-Man for a long period of time until finally he switches back and puts Peter back in. Oh, I think it, I think that was to save Peter, is he gives Peter his body back, basically. Hmm. But so he has a really cool suit that has, like, the iron spider arms at the back of it, you know, because he oh, was nice. Doc Ock. So, um, but he does this thing where he basically starts this company called Parker Industries and basically puts Peter on a pretty good path for the rest of his life. <laughs> and so um, 
it kind of gives that synopsis in the beginning, but what ends up happening is there are these, um, they don't really say what they are, but they're these yeah, beings. They're like interdimensional beings, basically. They're interdimensional beings that their whole like society, culture, whatever, is to hunt the spiders or what they call them spider totems. Right. And they basically feed on the energy that they that they give. So they can go across the omniverse, multiverse, whatever they call it, and um, it goes to the Superior Spider-Man storyline at one point. And Otto is starting to discover, hey, something's not right. Like, what's what you know, what's going on here? And uh, he gets stuck in 2099 and meets the 2099 Spider-Man. Oh, nice. And so he just starts discovering that something's not right there. And then with the technology they have there, creates this interdimensional device himself and right. starts gathering up Spider-Men from diff- or Spider-Beings from different dimensions to build an army to fight back against this, who he thinks is this one person doing this. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so paths start to cross, but that's kind of what is the bulk of the volume two prelude. Right. Um, but it like gets really interesting, and then it makes me remember how good the Spider-Man comics themselves are. There's just yes. so much rich history and story in them that um, it. if you don't know it, it is confusing, but once you discover it or learn it it's like oh that's really cool yeah i mean i feel like that's one of the main reasons the game is also so good is that it has all this lore where like if you know about spider-man then it's just these nice little nuggets but if you don't know it's presented in such a way that's really good uh the farthest i actually got was um it was showing the british spider-man and so he's a part of this whole like uh what was it called like he's a part of this whole interdimensional it's almost like the rick the ricks from um from the citadel or whatever yeah because they're looking over all the different dimensions and they're policing them and so he's like the brand new guy but he's like a british spider-man so like his suit has like the british flag on it but with spider webs and i'm like that's Which still so looks super cool. cool yeah it looks, it looks so cool, cool. Well, so, um, it, so it, it's whoever Captain Britain belongs to. Captain Britain, right. I think, is a part of this interdimensional thing with the, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that's who it was at first because the helmet he was wearing, the like Cerebro helmet, had, right. it was like the Captain Britain helmet. And I was like, is that Captain Britain? And it's Spider UK is what his name is. Right. <laughs> And I like because they were doing the same thing that like uh, Rick and Morty does. It's like I'm Spider Man from Universe Red. Eight Six Four or whatever. <laughs> Rick C One Thirty Seven. Yeah, right. See, the story is what I can always really appreciate. Like, it doesn't matter even if it's something that I haven't really followed. Like, I recently watched a thing on like Masters of the Universe. Right. Like, I remember He Man and She Ra growing up. Like, and I remember it in a completely different way then the documentary was showing like it was going into the whole world they had created and the lore with it and everything and i'm like i love people that can do that like i'm one of those people that can sit down and get into a character and six months later like i know who their extended family are like what their favorite christmas present is like what their favorite (laughs) animal is so like 
when you can find comics that has that much detail in it too and where you have those light bulb moments where you're like maybe I'm really confused and I'm kind of just looking at the pretty pictures because I have no idea what's going on right now and then all of a sudden it all comes together for you and you're like holy crap this is amazing like I love that yeah something I liked in this book actually I don't know if this is a common thing in comics just because the comics that I'm reading or I read on average some of them are newer, but they've mostly just been Batman because <laughs> I've been catching up on a lot of Batman stories. Batman's but amazing. In, in the Prelude book in the volume two, there's several parts where there's a little red box that says, basically says, are you confused? Check out this book or yeah. this story. <laughs> I saw and it's that. like, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's splendid for yes, yes. Um, I think my favorite was Spider Kitty. <gasps> what? There's a little spider. He gets eaten like immediately, so it's Don't not. Lie. It's not very happy. Yeah. But it's you like it's me. a little. It, he's got the little Spider-Man um, outfit on, but it's a little kitty, and it's like apparently it was a whole world of like anthropomorphic animals or whatever. And so you that's really all. You lifted me so high it. and just threw me to the ground <laughs> and tread on me. I was like Spider Kitty. Oh, Spider Pig, Spider Pig does whatever a Spider Pig does. Um. So one of the things that I'm gonna try to pull it up. Oh god, never mind. It's like downloading page, whatever. Anyway, um, there are a lot of really cool spider people like that. Uh, Superior mm-hmm. Spider-Man actually starts recruiting. Like one of them is the. There's a story arc where Peter gets trained. I think this is right. Comic fans don't pitchfork me. Um, where Peter gets trained by the Punisher, basically, and it's oh, a so spider assassin. And so like his web shooters are combination shooter web shooters and guns oh my god that's so awesome so it's like dead shot or something where he has the guns yep. on his wrist pretty much nice. and then there's a, another one that's a spider-man that has the six arms or the eight arms or whatever it is oh yeah and uh, like real Spider-Man. arms yeah like real arms oh nice and so it's just a cool combination of like putting all these spider people together mm-hmm. to you know it really expands the universe in this in this book which i thought was really cool yeah, definitely. And it's definitely something I want to keep reading. Um, so maybe like maybe we'll talk a little bit about volume three next time and I'll try to get caught up or something. But um, if you guys want to join in the conversation, make sure to go to our Discord. And we actually have our own comic book book club um, channel there. So make sure to go there. Um, so heading up next, we're going to get into an open discussion. All right. So I don't know why this is on here. Why is this on here, guys? What? This is a bit, just so you know, so go along with it. I know. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> no, you're Whatever not. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> I, have no um, idea what, I have no idea what you're talking about. Pineapple does belong on pizza. Well, pineapple my, does belong on pizza. It I does. hurt my brain saying what's, it out loud, honestly. What's, what's the issue here? There's two types of people: people who don't like pineapple on their pizza, and then psychotic dip. A Hawaiian luau pizza done right is a thing of beauty. Dude, Hawaiian pizza with like bell pepper and pineapple and oh, so good. See, I'm okay with everything you just said, uh, other than pineapple because pineapple with is ranch. Ooh, yeah. Ugh. I've outgrown no, ranch. I used to be like ranch goes on everything, and now I'm like, hmm. <laughs> no ranch. No. 
See, like, I've even had, like, uh, mixed drinks that are, like, really good, but it's, like, it has, like, a hint of pineapple, and it almost makes me gag. Well, I wonder if pineapple for people, I recently found out that, like, licorice, like, black licorice, like, mm-hmm. it's actually comes down to, like, taste buds and receptors. Like, you will either like it or you will hate it. Like, <laughs> right. period. It's kind and, of the same like, I never realized that. Like, yes. Yeah. Some people, when they eat cilantro, they taste soap. Some yeah. people don't oh, like really? cilantro. Mm, yep. Interesting. What My is cilantro? Like that. Cilantro is just a fresh herb. Parsley, mostly, family. Salsa. Mm, okay. And, yeah. It's like the little green leafy thing you'll have in any sort of like Mexican, like Latin food. It oh, kind yeah, of has a slightly astringent. Yeah, you confused him with astringent. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. That's the point of this story. So Okay, it doesn't belong on your pizza, and I respect that. <laughs> Are you assuming my pizza preferences? How dare you, madam? Oh my god, I just did. I'm so sorry. Please That's don't vote right. me off Twitter. <laughs> um, but actually, one of the biggest things I did kind of want to talk about is the whole thing with Dr. Disrespect. Um... Uh, were you able to see this story, Mal? Uh, yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, it's, it's actually kind of, it's actually kind of weird. Uh, Nate, why don't you take it from here? Cause like you definitely are a lot more passionate right now. I've got a lot of passion in me. And he just had a bunch of sugar. So (laughs) right. He's all hopped up a Mountain Dew. So on, uh, it was either on Sunday or Monday. There was a, uh, the place I saw it was from comicbook.com. There was an article that uh, was talking about how Dr. Disrespect's um, house got shot. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, there's a clip from his stream. Uh, he was playing Blackout. Uh, he In the clip, it's about a minute, minute and a half. And you know he's wearing his facade. He's got his wig on and stuff like that. He's playing and he's like, man, it's like I just keep dying. And then all of a sudden he stops and looks to his side and like kind of backs up and then goes out of frame. And if you listen closely, you can kind of hear something. Well, someone had drove by and shot at his house and shot uh, two or three times. And one had hit the window. And so when he comes back into frame, he said, all right, guys, I gotta, he's like, I gotta shut the stream, shut the stream down. Uh, Someone just um, shot at our house. This is the second day in a row that this has happened, but this time they actually shot and broke the window. Hadn't he and, actually come back like out of character as well, which is yeah, like he came something back out he of never does. Yeah, and, like I didn't yeah. know he looked like that. Like I didn't know he had like silver mm-hmm. fox hair. <laughs> I was just like, right. whoa, well, caught me off guard. But yeah, he came back out of character and was like, I, guys, I got to shut it down. Uh, and then there actually was an update um, from two days ago that says that the car windows were shot out prior to them shooting his home. Mm-hmm. And what I want to talk about isn't specifically this situation. Um, you know, whether this happened or not, I know that that has been some sort of to- some topic of discussion, but this is very much similar to swatting, but obviously this right. is worse. The, well, worse, well, yeah. well, we'll we'll see. Both are kind of almost hand in hand because swatting could have the potential. I mean, people have died from swatting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but what I'm so upset about 
is this culture that has become from live streaming and pranking. Mm-hmm. What in God's green earth makes you think that it's okay for fun to be funny and shoot at this guy's house? Right. Yeah. What by any means? And this could be something that's completely not Twitch related. He could know this person or someone knows him and it could have nothing to do with Twitch. But obviously because he's so prominent with Twitch, that's probably the more likely scenario that we're facing here. Right. But, and I've said it before that swatting is not okay for you to do some, for you to do that. You are scum. You are a trash person. Mm -hmm. That's not funny to have someone come to send police to this person's house. Who's done nothing wrong, but you said that they kill somebody or are in the middle of raping someone. That's not okay because you could, and you, someone has died from that happening. Yeah. So I just, this has nothing to do with guns. This is, this is nothing at all about that. Um, this is about a mindset of this is not an okay thing to do with the internet going forward. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a weird concept to try to somehow put yourself in the shoes of somebody who actually does somehow think this is funny because we have, we kind of have a couple of options. One is that they think it's funny Two is they're somehow jealous or they're mad at Dr. Disrespect because they're more, you know, prominent than them or that he said something that they don't agree with. And so that means that he he needs to be shot at. And I mean, either way, it's a horrible thing, because if you don't agree with somebody like shooting them up is not the way to solve that just like if you somehow think it's funny it's not you know you're messing with somebody's life and i mean even something small like this could really cause like irreparable damage like you know obviously i don't think somebody like dr disrespect you know would have like ptsd or something like this but still like this could be traumatic and not only that, but he has a kid, mm-hmm. yep. you know, this very well could have hurt a child if they just happened to have been walking by that window um, or in the, in the yard to the window. Exactly. And I mean, it's just why? Why is this OK? Why is this a thing? You know, swatting is one thing, but then actually going and doing it yourself is just a whole nother. And and. Is it is it literally just to go, ha, I did that. That was me. You know, you're not going to tell anybody because obviously you're going to get arrested. So it's like that's what you're doing it for to make drama? Like, ugh, yeah. So- I think whatever their justification could eventually found out to be, like, and this comes from having dealt with some really, like, ill, irrational people, is, like, to our brains, it'll never make sense. Like, no matter what, right. even they eventually come out and say, like, to do something like that, that just ranks in one of their categories of even if they claimed it was for whatever reason, like, it's just not a rational action. Like, and there's going to be people, and you'll see it on the internet, well, it could have been this, or it could have been that. It's like, no. It's just not a rational action. Like, some things are that simple, are that cut and dry. It's not okay. Like, it's so as simple what, as that. What, what my biggest worry is, is I saw, the, I saw this um, whenever I was still in high school. 
um, my friend had a, had a, I think she was like six at the time, six year old sister and her life, you know, she had a laptop and that was her toy. And she would just watch Minecraft videos, Adventure Time. She, you know, she loved, she loved watching like My Little Pony, like people playing with My Little Pony. You know, she's six, whatever. Um, but she's, I don't, I don't, she, I don't know how old she is now. I think she's like thirteen. But she's in the tweens, teen, and like she has a YouTube page where she animates, and she's got like a thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're grow- like this generation of kids growing up. Their idols aren't actors or you know people they see on TV or movies. It's streamers. Mm-hmm. It's YouTubers. Mm-hmm. You know, and w- I, I'm pretty sure there was like threats and stuff like that with you know with celebrities. But we now have this thing where going forward, if this doesn't get any kind of like stop put to it or, or something to try and avoid this happening we could be seeing this more and more and it could be dangerous for people who want to get into this line of work, who want to be a streamer or YouTuber. Do they now have to worry that if they go, would go to do this and want to make this a profession that they're going to get shot in their home? Yeah. Like where, where does that line? And, and I mean, and here's somebody too, to make a point of, I, I don't watch that particular stream. I don't, care for that particular character but i am aware that dr disrespect is a character and there's you know a man a husband a father whatever behind that so if something that is that clear and delineated can still have these sort of results what does that mean for the person who is like me who streams and i'm just me on my stream like Mm -hmm. there isn't that sort of filter like that for most streamers is how it is like you get that person and their views and that's their feelings that's their passion like so there really isn't sort of any buffer between that and so if the attacks are getting that personal and that real it's like uh kind of scurry yeah it's definitely something that i've also kind of struggled with myself um, if I could just, you know, stop and make this all about myself. Of course. Um, Boo. <laughs> but it is something that, like, I've kind of struggled with myself as far as, like, should I use my real name? Should I come up with this persona? You know, and obviously I went kind of the authentic route where I just wanted to be myself. I wanted to talk about games as myself but still it is something that you kind of have to worry about and i hate the fact that we have to worry about it but like even if i did a video like i have to worry about wait did i have a piece of mail that just happened to be in the background that somebody could like zoom into mm-hmm. zoom and enhance and they get my thing i get swatted and stuff like that or i accidentally you know click over and oops it showed my address for like a split second or something or my account for that matter for a split second you know having to worry about stuff like that just like that shouldn't be what you have to do like i shouldn't have to worry about my wife and kid like what if yeah what if somebody did find out that you know, where my wife worked or, you know, where my daughter went to daycare and they tried to somehow, you know, stalk me that way. And it's like, that's not something I ever want to think about. And then something like this happens and it's like, oh, wait, that is a real thing that I should have to worry about. 
Well, I know, like, for us, um, I've had two incidents where it actually kind of was thrust right into my world. One was uh, my partner was streaming, and we were dealing with Comcast at the time, and he didn't think anything of it, but he gave his information over the phone. And um. one of our mods was like, dude, 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 like, PM, PM, you have to erase that VOD, you have to erase that VOD. And he whispered me about it because I didn't realize he had, you know, I was in the other room that he had said that stuff on air. And yeah. I went to him, I went to my partner. I was like, yeah, you need to bring it. He's like, well, why? I was like, because it's on the VOD. Like we could get swatted. And he didn't even know what that was. So oh, I wow, had yeah. to explain to him what it was. And the other case was on my own personal stream, I have the little like Amazon wish list, you know, like, hey, if you want to help out, here's some stuff I've been looking at. And one of our friends was looking at it, and I had never considered it on the wish list. If you were to follow it through, it had my real name and my address on there. Oh, geez. And I had never thought of something like that. Like, it never entered my world that somebody would do something with my name or my address or show up or anything like mm -hmm. that. And he was like, no, no, like, I think you can put it on anonymous. And sure enough, I found out a way where I could just use my streamer name and yeah. the, the address wasn't displayed and all of that. But I, like, it never entered my sort of realm of understanding that somebody would mm -hmm. ever do this. And like you had mentioned, the prank culture... I think the change comes, like, I've heard the jackass guys mention it, of when they started out and they were doing what they were doing, it was kept in their bubble. It was mm -hmm. between them. Like, they did not set out to negatively impact or hurt other people. That was never their goal. It was never something they'd want to do. And I think the, the one-upmanship... Um, kind of has come into it so now like well yeah me and my buddy doing something to each other is funny but look at the views i get if i go out and i do something horrible to this homeless person like they're a less than person yeah. anyways who's really gonna care and so then somebody sees that and is like okay let me escalate it this way let me tell this person that their mother just died and record that reaction, yeah. you know? And so yeah, it just keeps... by itself is just, is, is just absolutely terrible. I mean, if, if, do you guys remember Sam Pepper? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, saw, I spoke uh, to someone the other day who didn't know who that was. I don't, I don't think I know who that is. So Sam Pepper, he's this Brit who... I, did he start out doing prank videos? Was that his original shtick? That I can't remember. I don't so, honestly recall. A few years ago, it was whenever prank culture was super, super high. Sam Pepper got real notorious or famous because he was doing really screwed up prank videos. Like there was one where he was like, All right, guys, we're going to kidnap my friend and make him think that he's about to die. And the video shows oh, him they okay, go to, gotcha. they find his friend. This white van pulls up, puts a bag over his head, throws him in the van. And then he's on this, the, as the video shows, he's on this rooftop with someone pointing a gun at his head and then they take the bag off. And mm -hmm. it was Sam the whole time, ha ha ha, pranked you. And it's like, that's abuse. Like, yeah, this guy now a has a traumatic life experience. Mm -hmm. that, you and maybe know. it's all fake. Maybe it's like the whole daddy of, well, <laughs> quote unquote, maybe it's like the daddy of five situation where, yeah, guys, it was a, it was a fake. It was all fake. But still don't portray that out there i mean you how many how many parents are pissed off at jackass 
for when they first started to show to yeah. for the to, that they they'll say that you know it's that influenced my kids. You're influencing someone by doing this, and it's going to continue going forward, whether it's fake or not. Someone is probably going to take that it's real and think that that's a well. Funny and thing at that the core of it, at the core of it, I would say you're presenting it to be interpreted as real. You don't right. come on at the start of the video with the disclaimer of "Hey, kids, don't try this at home. This isn't real." This is, right. you know, all faked. It's just for dramatization. Like, you're not doing that. You're presenting it in such ways you want it to be believed to be real. So coming right. after the fact and going, oh, nah, I was just playing. Nah. Mm-mm. You yeah, were suddenly like just playing when it became sorry. an issue. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead Go and repeat ahead. what you just said. Oh, I was going to say, it's suddenly you're playing when now it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, they just had a video, um, I can't remember, like Nerdsplainer or something. He was talking about how Jake Paul basically is like breaking Cancer. the law. Um, well, that too. Um, but he's breaking the law as far as like advertising. Like I want to say like 70% of all of his videos are advertisements for all his stuff. And in a normal. But he's not putting FTC disclaimers yeah, in there. Right. Yeah, he's not putting FTC disclaimers in there. In a normal TV show, for instance, they can only have us, especially if it's geared towards kids, there can only be a certain percentage of advertisements. But then one of the main things that he touches on other than um, the advertising towards kids is the fact that he does all this really effed up, you know, stuff that kids believe. And so he actually showed like clip after clip of of people because like he does this you know clown prank where clowns uh kidnap him and then like he doesn't upload for a couple of days so it's like clip after clip of kids believing that jake paul is in trouble and they're like begging the cops to you know help him out or whatever and i mean that's just the kids that think that posting it on youtube actually is equivalent to calling the cops you know yeah. Uh, yeah imagine them how many people actually did call the cops it's like portraying it as a real thing it's just uh, well, i it's don't like understand the, how you do that going back to to that like the for another example of that is the the kind of funny guys on you know it, whatever show you're watching games daily anything because it, it all kind of mixes together They'll always like jokingly and sometimes in frustration be like, oh, yeah, well, I have to say, you know, they'll talk about Spider-Man. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, FTC PlayStation provided a Spider-Man like they they make it a joke of we have to say this every time so we don't get in trouble. And so when they're talking about like they got the PlayStation to unbox, they're like PlayStation provided this for us. Thanks, FTC. Kind of, you know, being sarcastic about it. Mm-hmm. So that is that you're right. He is breaking the law because that's dangerous for you to promote all this stuff, but promote it like it was your idea. Like right. when obviously clearly that's you, that's an advertisement someone paid you to do. Mm-hmm. Well, the <laughs> so far, but that's besides the point. Like, oh, oh, I'm going to just try to go limp. Wait, I mean, no, that would, that would be violence and that's wrong. Um, but it, I remember before we sat to do everything, we were talking about how definitions change, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the pranking has changed from when, you know, I did pranks to jackass and now this. It's the same evolution we've seen in trolling another, you know, online sort of pastime of I remember when I was first starting on the internet and 
I was a troll and I am a troll. And it was, it was more about finding somebody that was being hypocritical or who had a really weak argument and being more articulate and shutting that argument down. And yeah, you know, like it was almost like debate, but in an online medium. And now it's, you know, now it's kind of devolved into what is the most horrendous thing I can say I'm going to do to your mother or your girlfriend or your child. Yeah, I win. And so it's like, I see that and I'm like, oh, that's so not what it was about. Like, I used to be like proud, like, oh, I control with the best of them. And now I'm like, ew. Start of all this, when we were talking about, you know, stuff that we just don't understand, I feel like something to be brought in is the whole incel thing. Um, and like I said, it's become a bastardized word. Um, you know, it's been used used in more meme fashion now that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a video that Vice put up, which Vice, I, I don't agree with a lot of their news stuff they've been putting out. But I've always really enjoyed news their... News extremely in quotes. Yeah, news extremely in quotes. But their videos, their deep dives into certain aspects, I've always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so there was a Vice coverage video about incels, and this person, this person from Vice, reporter from Vice, went to this guy's house and was just sitting there with him the you know the entire day. And a male reporter, was, I'm gonna guess. A female. It was a female reporter. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And so um, he, this incel guy, just sat in front of his computer on a chat room, on a web chat room all day, and. Um, you know, they, they he would say things that there's they, like they would say nasty things about the reporter being there. And but the thing that struck me the most was, um, he would talk about it's like, oh yeah, this guy he always jokes about you know killing himself and you know doing stuff like this. Um, and we had another guy who did that who actually ended up killing himself, but you know, yeah, and whatever. And it was just so nonchalant. Wow. And it was like wow, there are these people who really are messed up in the head who think that this is okay when it's absolutely not but um that it's it's it was rough i was watching it and i'm like oh my god and like it was just the stuff that that they would talk about in the chat rooms and laugh about was just like i have a dark sense of humor i really do i really really i mean do like i'm I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say there, one. Um, What's funnier than a dead baby? Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say in middle school, <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing at dead baby jokes. You know? I'll say I've made but, my fair share of jokes where it's come out of my mouth and it, my, in my brain, I've gone, "I am a horrible person." Yeah, oh, but yeah. The people, <laughs> at least once a day. Like yep. I remember another one. They were talking about this one guy who like thought it was funny while they were on the chat room. He would just on himself, and like that was just something he he did. And everyone was like, "Oh, it's so funny." It it's is. like it's just so odd and it's it, there's there's a part of the internet and a part of people we just won't understand but mm-hmm. if we come out as the um as the majority and say hey this isn't okay then hopefully we can try and curb behavior like this well you know? i think you're gonna have issues anytime um a system is evolving like if you look at gaming back 14 years ago say when i started in wow right it was a bunch of nerds that suddenly oh, had an online medium to play a game with and it yeah. was like wow this is can you believe it like millions of people this is neat and we would never dream of saying some of the stuff that is commonplace now you fast forward to, to Call of Duty on Xbox 360 and just the most foul mouthed, right. toxic kids 
I've seen grown adults laughing about the fact that I, I won't say the screen names that they used, but they were like telling little kids about their mothers dying and had these horrendous screen names and thought it was funny when their names got banned. And I'm like, you have three children. Like we would never dream about talking this way. And now I, I think it's because when, I mean, I'm not old by any means, but we grew up in a system where there were consequences And if you looked at somebody wrong or you said something wrong, like you would get popped for it. Now, I'm not saying physical violence is right. It's not. But there were consequences for actions. But now you look at, say, we're spending majority of our lives online. Some people, you know, they've never, like, say, left their hometown. They don't even really, like, leave their general, like, little bubble. And so when they say, I'm going to do this to your mother or to you or to your children, where's the consequence? They're an anonymous string of numbers that you probably don't even know. And when they log off or you log off, like you're, you're gone, it's done. And so there's no sort of understanding of, yes, it's just words. And yes, it's just somebody talking smack to you, but words do have an effect. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that's just, we have that side of online communities now, and it's kind of our duty, like, we can either complain about it, or we can kind of stay in the fight of going, no, this isn't okay. Like, there's that overused yeah. quote of, you know, all evil needs to flourish is a good man to do nothing. I think that that applies here just as much as it does anywhere else of if you just kind of wave it off and go ah that's just kids these days oh he's just trolling right yeah like no you you have to be like the consequence you have to say like no this isn't okay like my guild said it the other day like i heard about some people you know talking down to people in pickup groups like that behavior won't be tolerated that's not what the guild is about didn't right. call anybody out, you know, didn't shame anybody, but it was a very clear line in the sand of we're not going to tolerate it. And so when it yeah. comes to the shooting, it can't be, oh, this is just some online thing and it's doctor's disrespect and he's, and it doesn't really have the same. No, it's mm-hmm. a man in his household with his wife and kids. It doesn't matter what his job is, whether he's online or not. You don't drive down the street and shoot up a house. It's a drive by shooting period end a sort of thing like you don't yeah. threaten people it's not funny to say you're going to kill someone like yeah these are terroristic threats yeah i was and it's not okay i was genuinely surprised to see i remember earlier this year uh gavin free and meg turney um had an incident where the you know they're they're together they live together someone like they they were victims of a home invasion and they had to hide in their closet and they called the cops and, you know, someone came, but I was surprised that, um, as much of it, there wasn't a, Oh, it's just the internet reaction to that situation. And maybe that's because as big as rooster teeth is, um, their community is still very close knit Mm -hmm. when it comes to stuff like that. So, so maybe that's why it was held to more of a, Oh my God, this is a real life situation. than when some random streamer or not random by any means, but when some streamer, someone shot his house, Oh, it's just the internet. 
we know about him because we operate in that universe. And I think some people forget that too of this is still a medium that we're largely responsible for introducing to the rest of the world. It's kind of what gaming was a decade ago. Like some people knew what it was, but it was still kind of like, oh, you play video games. What are you going to get a job, Larry? Like, now it, it is my job. Yeah, exactly. And so now there's the streaming thing. I've dealt with it for my own family thinking I just sit and play video games. And it's like, no, it's the new era of broadcasting. It's like having a thousand cable channels. We're all right. our own channel and hoping somebody will click on us and decide to keep watching us. And mm-hmm. so eventually it's going to become more and more mainstream and we see that and we see the arguments of oh this person shouldn't be streaming they didn't really make it they had this following from here or, you know i remember hearing that about i think the rock started making youtube videos or something yeah how he right. shouldn't because he's already the rock he's already successful and so it's really kind of our responsibility is like making the content and putting it out there of like this is going to be something that 80 and 90 year olds know as well as 18 19 year olds know so if you let it just be this craptastic, bleh, that's what the world is going to see. And at the end of the day, like, that's just going to reflect, reflect poorly, like, on us. Because it won't be a delineation between, oh, that's this guy here and that's Malficar and her stream there. It'll just be, we're all streamers if this yeah. is the image that people have. Once that's set in stone, it's very hard to change widespread public opinion. Yeah, definitely. Well put. And I mean, I I think it I I think it is really easy for people just to like separate us into one one big group, you know. So, yeah, very nice. Um, so I mean, obviously, we always want to hear from you guys, and we want to know what your guys' take on it. Um, do you watch Doctor Disrespect, especially if you watch him, and maybe you were even present for it? I'd like, I'd really love to hear from you guys. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's super obvious. Just don't be, don't be a dick. Don't be that guy. Don't, or girl. Don't, yeah, don't ever or anything be that in guy because nobody <laughs> likes that guy. Like, everybody talks about that guy as if you're trash. And it's like, you know, it's almost like a little kid acting out in order to get their parents' attention. It's like, is that really the attention you want? So, yeah, I don't I don't think it is. Um, but, yeah, I, that's going to be the show for us today. Thank you guys so we much for it. joining me, Mal. Yay. I did a thing. And, and Nate, thanks for joining us as always. Mm, you're welcome yeah um coming up next week we're going to be doing our rando movie of the week so you guys you guys are gonna help me choose it for today um so i'm gonna have mal one or two one one okay that's netflix uh-huh. Yes. See, last time I did red or green, so it's like I can't do red or green again because then that's too obvious. Let's see. You're the one who said it. So, uh, Nate, go ahead and give me a number. Uh, let's say let's... one through ten. Let's do six. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Netflix originals. That could go either way. Um, <laughs> Malificar, give me something one through like 20. 
And I'm going to go probably with nine. 1 through 10. 9. 9? All right. 1, yep. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Ooh, Netflix original, How It Ends. I've actually been wanting to watch this, so this is a uh, serendipitous. <laughs> so uh, next week's um, rando movie of the week is the Netflix original, How It Ends. So everybody watch that, and we'll have a nice discussion about that on the next episode. Also next up will be uh, Maniac, the miniseries with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone is coming out. I want to say it's coming out next or this Friday. So let's check that out and we'll definitely give our impressions on that. And next week's guest is going to be Amber. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you guys for listening to Nerd to the Third, where you can always talk nerdy to me. Uh... That is the show. I'm just it glad you didn't think about it. now three. over. The show is over. Go away. Go away because the show is over. Moist. Cue the outro. Moist. God, why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely part of it. Hold on. What's up? Mommy, no feel good. Mommy doesn't feel good. No. Aww. Did she take her medicine? No. Go take, go say, Mama, you gotta take your mouth out. Okay. You should, hey, can you shut my door, sweetie? Nerds, get okay. the girl. Proof. <laughs> right. Um, where were we? <laughs> you don't. She doesn't want to take medicine. No. And that's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, honey. I can't talk about it. Well then, yeah, I guess we'll I'll I'll talk about it in more general terms, and then like yeah, if just, you're yeah, able just, to get it, yeah, just get get your like you know yeah, I'm enjoying what I'm you know kind of give a generalization like you just said like I just repeated for no reason. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. Oh, interesting. So I never watched Sorry, hold. the whole Bleach Sorry, series. Hold. Daddy, what's up, kiddo? Grandma has froggies? Yeah, I like nice! Okay, baby. We gotta leave me alone so I can do my thing, okay? Okay. I'm making cookies. Or she's making cookies. I'm making cookies. <laughs> making cookies. <laughs> my mind went directly to the gutter. I gotta pull the cookies out of the oven. At first I thought she had said I have to go poop. I, I like, thought she was going to say she had to I go poop, too. I, thought she, I totally thought she said... Like, are we leaving that in? Everyone thought that <laughs> might not appreciate that. Okay, so what's cool about Spider-Verse is that... How about you swallow first? <laughs> yeah, masticate thoroughly. Oh, well, uh, that's what he said. I typically spit. And so we're, we're glad to keep the girls coming you know we will uh, uh, <laughs> shut up uh, okay no, i'll try it again no, i'll try it again get uh um, get the, the female no no go with that i say you girls um i don't know the estrogen the flow is in amber so we're excited to have a, another lady on here so um yeah look for that next week <laughs>